Welcome, friends. Uh, this is a special little thank you edition of You Make Me Sick. Uh, we have here in America Thanksgiving coming up uh, right at the end of this week here, a couple of days on Thursday. Uh, just wanted to say thank you to anybody who's downloaded or listened, uh, anybody who enjoys listening. I uh, started out doing this just kind of as a fun little project, my own interest in infectious diseases and you know, just kind of the ailments that they cause. But uh, it had a lot of people, not only in the U.S., but around the world who have actually downloaded it and uh, a lot of feedback that people enjoy it. So just want to say thank you very much. I do appreciate you. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll keep listening. Uh, for those uh, international listeners who aren't super familiar with Thanksgiving, uh, it's every Thursday, every Thursday, it's the fourth Thursday uh, in every November here in the United States. Uh, just celebrates uh, the first, I guess kind of the first feast that was had by new settlers here, here in Massachusetts actually, uh, back in the early 1600s they had with the native people. And we do it every year just to kind of, in remembrance and uh, just a way to give thanks for the things that we have. So uh, very grateful again for everybody who listens. Uh, I can't get out of here, though, without, uh, you know, we are an infectious disease podcast, at least sharing uh, a little bit of uh, Thanksgiving safety information, some safety tips from the CDC. Typically here, uh, turkey is uh, the main dish, and turkey with all poultry carries the risk of causing salmonella infections. Uh, food poisoning, which I'll, I might do a whole episode just on food poisoning. Uh, there's a few different microorganisms that really cause the majority of food poisoning here in you know the U.S. and across the world. Uh, and they're viruses and bacteria. So there's norovirus. Uh, there's obviously salmonella, listeria, um, trichinosis. Few of them that uh, you know probably a little more. Little more relevant than others so maybe if uh, you know they each probably could have their own podcast and probably should but maybe i'll do one on food poisoning anyway and touch briefly on them and uh you know how nasty food poisoning can be but anyway uh just a quick little a few little safety tips if you're cooking a turkey at home uh so salmonella uh, causes about 1.35 million infections and 26,500 hospitalizations a year and about 420 deaths so that's in the united states alone uh, and it's the, one of the most common causes of food poisoning. So uh, essentially what the CDC does is every year they put out their guidelines, uh, especially around this time of year, just to remind people if you're going to be cooking a turkey at home, uh, there are safety protocols to use. So to all my friends in the U.S. and even those abroad, hey, if you want to cook a turkey this Thursday, uh, they're delicious. But uh, safety first when doing these. So a lot of the turkeys, obviously, we get uh, here in the grocery stores are frozen. So if you're going to have a frozen turkey, you want to store it properly. First off, uh, make sure your freezer's either zero degrees or below. And then comes the fun part of thawing the turkey. So there's a, a few different methods you can use. So there's you can thaw it in the refrigerator, which most people do. You can thaw it in cold water, which doesn't sound super efficient. It sounds kind of nasty, actually, but it can be done that way. And then you can thaw it in the microwave, which I've never done and never heard of anybody doing, but I guess you can do it. Uh, so we'll talk about these three real quickly. Um, just safety-wise, if you're going to be thawing it in the refrigerator, you want to make sure to allow about 24 hours of thawing for each 4 to 5 pounds of turkey. So if you have a bigger turkey, obviously it's going to take 4 to 5 days to thaw. Uh, 
once it's been thawed out completely, you can actually keep it in the refrigerator for an additional one or two days before you have to cook it uh, without uh, worrying about bacteria growing on it. Always want to make sure, too, that uh, turkey, as they thaw, obviously, will have some, some turkey juices that drip everywhere. You want to make sure you're able to contain those. You can either wrap the turkey in a bag, uh, put it in like kind of in a tray, just some way to prevent those juices from spreading and having that uh, nasty bacteria-filled turkey juice get all over your fridge. So for cold water thawing, which is interesting, something that I've never done, um, never really even heard of, I guess you need to put it in a, a leak-proof plastic bag. You can put it in your sink, and then you cover the turkey uh, just with warm, not even warm water, it's kind of like room temperature water. Actually, cold, sorry, cold tap water. And then you have to change the tap water every 30 minutes. And you have to allow 30 minutes of thawing for each pound of turkey. So for something for like a, you know, 20 pound turkey, that's going to take you, what, 40 hours to thaw. So it doesn't sound like a lot of fun to do it that way, especially to change the water every 30 minutes. Uh, but you can do it that way. Uh, the problem with this, though, is once it's thawed, kind of out in cold water, you have to cook it immediately. So it's not like uh, you can store it in the fridge for a day or two after this. And then for thawing in the microwave, I guess you, each microwave manufacturer should have their own kind of uh, list, not a list, but guideline of how to thaw it in the microwave. Uh, I don't know. Whenever I thaw something in the microwave, it never works. It's, you know, still warm. Warm on the outside, but icy cold in the middle. So... Uh, never ever though thaw your turkey out on the counter. It's a terrible way to do it because the center is going to remain frozen, the outside is going to start to thaw, and bacteria is going to start to grow before the thing even gets close to being completely thawed out. Uh, so bacteria, it's kind of, there's a, a, a quote-unquote danger zone for bacteria between 40 and 140 degrees is usually when they typically start to grow and proliferate. So that's why a refrigerator is probably your best bet. So once it's thawed, once you're ready to cook it, uh, comes the most important part. This is probably where the most likely source of contamination or cross-contamination occurs. So obviously always wash your hands before and after handling the turkey. Uh, whatever surface you're using to kind of prepare your turkey on, if you're putting a dry rub on, um, I know the particular, I like to brine my turkey. So usually after brining, we'll take it out and you have to pat it down. Uh, you want to make sure whatever surface you use, a cutting board, sideboard, that uh, you don't have any other food nearby, and that uh, once your turkey is done being prepared and in the turkey pan, that you clean that cutting board or sideboard. Soap and water. Wash it down. Uh, obviously, you never want to put uh, fresh produce or other foods next to or near the turkey. It's just kind of common sense stuff. Uh, lastly, um, after you're done... Wiping everything down, uh, turkeys in the oven, make sure just to wash your hands again. Once again, a lot of these, uh, a lot of just kind of food poisoning illnesses can be prevented just by washing your hands after handling turkey. Uh, stuffing, if you're going to stuff your turkey. Uh, my family, when I was growing up, always stuffed our turkey. It's better if you cook it in the bird. It gets the, the flavor of the bird in there. The CDC recommends the safest way to do this is actually not do it. They recommend cooking your stuffing separately, but that's no fun. So if you're going to cook your stuffing inside the turkey, uh, make sure that it's up to 165 degrees internally, that the stuffing itself, because oftentimes that cavity doesn't really retain a lot of the same heat that the turkey, it will, turkey itself will. 
So once you have it out of the oven, they also recommend that you wait about 20 minutes uh, before taking the stuffing out because that stuffing will still cook uh, once it's taken out of the oven. Uh, and that's the safest way to do it. Just make sure it's above 165 degrees. Uh, and then obviously you want to make sure you cook your turkey to a safe temperature. So 165 degrees. And they recommend checking three different spots on the turkey, the CDC does. So you're going to have a thermometer. You want the thickest part of the breast, making sure to avoid any bone. You want to check where the, uh, the body and the thigh join together. You kind of want to aim towards the thigh. And then you want to check where the body and the wing join together, aiming towards the wing. And once again, trying to avoid bone because that will skew your temperature. Uh, they also recommend that even if your turkey has a pop-up timer, you should still check with a regular food thermometer because those pop-up timers can be unreliable. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. You know, I think probably lastly uh, for leftovers. So leftovers, you know, we want to get it back into the fridge within two hours of having it out uh, so that bacteria doesn't start to grow. And then once in the fridge, I've seen different recommendations. The CDC recommends that any foods that you make with, you know, leftover turkey or other poultry, two to three days, and then it needs to be frozen. I've seen others that say up to five days. It, it depends. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I get freaked out by food that's been in, you know, leftovers that are in the fridge for more than three or four days anyway. So it's usually frozen after that, depending on what it is. But uh, aside from that, so salmonella, you know, like I said, probably one of the most common. There's also another bacteria called Clostridium perfringens. Uh, and this actually grows in cooked foods that are left at room temperature. So this is one that doesn't really happen with raw foods. You see this more after food is cooked. And this is actually the second most common cause of bacterial food poisoning. Uh, same symptoms as all the other stuff. But uh, to avoid that, uh, just recommend getting that uh, food back into the fridge or freezer soon after cooking it. Uh, and it's funny because the CDC, they, they note that uh, most outbreaks from the Clostridium perfringes outbreaks occur in November and December. So no surprises there, huh? Anyway, I wanted to thank you guys again. Um, short little episode. Uh, should have another episode launching in a couple of weeks here. Hoping to tackle probably RSV. Becoming a huge issue right now uh, nationwide. Usually just affects pediatrics, which it's doing right now. But we're seeing more and more adults getting it too, which... Uh, is just uh, a little bit out of the ordinary, but uh, you know, there's there's a lot of theories as to why this is, uh, and I'll kind of get into that in a couple of weeks on my next episode. But uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you um, in the U.S. and abroad. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, remember to wash your hands. No, 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 Pass no. the cranberry sauce. We're having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. Len. Thank you for being there. Please. Thank you for loving me. Oh, God. Everyone's thanking. The whole Len. world's thanking you. Stop. Thanking Len, us stop. for thanking you. Len. Kill the turkey. Len. Eat a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to take our pants off. Oh, I'm feeling so fat. Thank you for loving me. Len. Thank you for being there. Please. Thank you for loving me. Everyone's thanking. The whole Len. world's thanking you. Thanking Stop. us for thanking you. Kill the turkey. Kill the turkey, yeah!